I would not wish this on my worst enemy. The pain would be just excruciating. People just think that a migraine is a really bad headache and it's, it, there's so much more to it than that. It's really nice to be able to say, is anybody else dealing with this today? My name is Dr. Larry Newman, and this is season one, episode four of Move Against Migraine. Today's topic is finding your migraine support network. You know, when I talk to my patients about migraine and when I talk to their family members and their parents often and talk about not only living with migraine but living with the comorbidities that surround migraine, you can see that a light bulb goes off. It's validating. They realize that, in fact, they have migraine and they may have depression or they have migraine and they may have anxiety, but one doesn't cause the other. And it's, it's, it's life-changing for many of these people to realize that the condition migraine or the disease migraine is its own entity, whether or not they have anxiety or whether or not they have depression. Joining us first is Dr. Dawn Buse from the Albert Einstein College of Medicine. She will be discussing additional cognitive disorders that can accompany migraine and how you can better serve your emotional needs. First off, Dawn, what is comorbidity? The word comorbidity refers to two conditions that occur at a higher rate than chance. So if someone has condition X and condition Y and they're more likely to have those together than chance, that's a comorbidity. Different than a coexisting condition, meaning just you have this and you have that. This means somehow they're probably related. So what are some of the common comorbidities of migraine? We actually like to organize them into groups because there are so many. There are psychiatric comorbidities. Those are going to include depression, anxiety, PTSD, panic disorders, and suicide attempts, among other conditions. Then there's medical comorbidities. Those are going to include things like asthma, allergic rhinitis, COPD, as well as pain conditions, fibromyalgia, Crohn's disease, chronic fatigue, and then there's also neurologic comorbidities, and those are going to include things like epilepsy, MS, and stroke. So there's a whole set of comorbidities. Someone with migraine may have any of those other conditions, and they're more likely to have any of those other conditions than someone who doesn't have migraine. How important is it for patients to know that they aren't alone? One thing I find in my work with patients with migraine is that they may feel personally embarrassed ashamed or guilty about these comorbidities. They may feel that it's a sign that they're not coping well enough with their migraine. And I want people to know this is just biology. This is just the way the human body and the human nervous system is set up. That these conditions commonly occur together, maybe for reasons of genetics, maybe for reasons of the neurobiology of our bodies, but these are nothing to be embarrassed or ashamed about. These are things that happen. And when you take any person and you have them live with a chronic debilitating disease, of course it's going to be hard on them, their family, their work. And of course they're gonna feel that. So I don't want people to be embarrassed, ashamed, or guilty. I want them to feel very comfortable speaking to their healthcare professional, getting information and support, whether it's from groups like the American Migraine Foundation or friends, family, to speak out. I don't want them to worry that we are gonna judge them. We are actually here, all healthcare professionals, and especially your headache professionals, we've dedicated our life to treating people with migraine. We wanna help you. 
We're not going to be surprised. We know these commonly occur, and there are effective treatments for all of these conditions. Thanks, Dr. Buse. You know, in treating patients all these years, it's so evident that the myths surrounding migraine and the stigma that these patients live with often have to do with the fact that migraine is comorbid with a number of psychological and psychiatric comorbidities. Doctors, patients themselves, family members, coworkers attribute the anxiety and the depression that people are living with that are comorbid with migraine as the cause of the disease. And you've done a great job at pointing out that they're comorbidities, not causes. Next, we're going to talk about anxiety. Anxiety can be crippling. It is also common for those of us living with migraine to also suffer from an anxiety disorder. Licensed counselor Tammy Rome specializes in the emotional and cognitive support of migraine patients. Tammy, tell us, how common is it for migraine patients to also have an anxiety disorder? The symptoms of migraine and its emotional ups and downs can get confused with those symptoms and we need to know when it's normal it's just part of what migraine gives us and when we need to be more concerned about talking to our doctors and seeking mental health services. Um, so let's talk about the prodrome, that early warning before the pain hits. Uh, we can have all kinds of crazy symptoms and some of those include uh, mood swings, irritability, depressed mood, and maybe the opposite, maybe we have euphoria. As the migraine progresses, we might even have aphasia where we just, our speech is garbled um, or the words don't come out right. We can't think of the right word. And all of these are normal parts of migraine. Um, anxiety can be a part of a migraine symptom itself. Um, and then once the pain is in, in full swing, that can set off a cascade of disruptions to our dopamine levels and our serotonin levels, and they take a dive. Tammy, what recommendations do you have for migraine patients seeking additional support for their emotional health? One of the, one of the hardest things is, is if getting good um, social support from your loved ones and from your friends and coworkers so that you've got that background um, uh, to, to give you the support. Um, doing this alone, it's much, much harder and much more important that you pay attention to getting um, treatment for migraine and treatment for the emotional fallout of migraine. Um, they, they are treated differently. Um, your neurologist will treat you with medications and other treatments to help prevent attacks and stop attacks. But your therapist is going to help you deal with all the emotional fallout. And that's important that we have that. Um, yeah, lucky to have a good support. I am lucky too. Um, I've got a family full of people who have migraine. And so that matters a lot to have people around you. Finally, we'll close out the show with Nim Lalvani, director of the American Migraine Foundation. She will be discussing support networks and how you can get better help. 
important to start to identify areas of support in your own network. So that could be your family within your home, whether it's your partner, your children, or uh, relatives that are living with you. It's really important to share your story with them, help them understand what it is you're going through, what triggers are, what may trigger you. It's really important to share with them why you need rest, when you need rest, and how you're living with this disabling disease. But outside of the home, you can also rely on a friend network. You can enlist your closest friends who understand your journey or who want to understand your journey and helping having them help you navigate it, helping them help you feel less isolated. But if those um, networks and support networks aren't available to you, there's always the opportunity to connect with the American Migraine Foundation. We have a very thriving, um, growing population of patients in the community who are part of the Move Against Migraine Facebook group. In that closed private community, you're able to connect with over 20,000 plus patients who are going through something similar that what you're going through. Um, you're able to share your story if you'd like, you're able to ask questions, find support, or just ask someone for a virtual hug if that's what you need for that day. That's all for this episode of Move Against Migraine. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we will discuss medication overuse headache.